Hello, good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Straight Talking English. As ever, I am your host, Catherine, talking you through both sides of the AQA anthology, starting with love and relationships, moving on to power and conflict, and then kind of just sort of flipping between them as I feel like it. Poem for today is the emigre from the power and conflict half. So normally I give a bit of um, bit of context, but to be honest, it actually makes me laugh whenever I read about the context. So um, a lot of the revision guides I make my notes from say the poet grew up in a multicultural area called South London, and that informed her understanding. Oh my god! I'm like, really, really, okay. So our poet, she is from Forest Hill, which is actually not too far away from where I'm recording this. Carol Rumens. She grew up around here, and one of the things that informs the poem is that she is a Russian speaker. One of her jobs was to translate Russian poetry into English for people to enjoy. She also worked through that job with people after the breakup of the USSR in 1992, and it said 89, but that's the Berlin Wall, in 92, the people she was working with at her job had moved to England from various places, which may be considered independent countries now, maybe part of Russia, whatever. Some interpretations of the emigre are that it's about Syria, it's about a Middle Eastern conflict. But the point is, the place is naturally named, and it's not somewhere that's based on Carol Rumens' own life. It's another poet who is writing in character. Have a listen to this reading. It will be far, far better than I will be able to, man- to manage, so enjoy this one. There was once a country. I left it as a child. But my memory of it is sunlight clear, for it seems I never saw it in that November, which, I am told, comes to the mildest city. The worst news I receive of it cannot break my original view, the bright-filled paperweight. It may be at war, it may be sick with tyrants, but I am branded by an impression of sunlight. The white streets of that city, the graceful slopes, glow even clearer as time rolls its tanks and the frontiers rise between us, close like waves. That child's vocabulary I carried here like a hollow doll opens and spills a grammar. Soon I shall have every coloured molecule of it. It may by now be a lie, banned by the state, but I can't get it off my tongue. It tastes of sunlight. I have no passport. There's no way back at all. But my city comes to me in its own white plain. It lies down in front of me, docile as paper. I comb its hair and love its shining eyes. My city takes me dancing through the city of walls. They accuse me of absence. They circle me. They accuse me of being dark in their free city. My city hides behind me. They mutter death. And my shadow falls as evidence of sunlight. So yeah, I mean, 
I like this poem. I've always liked this one from day one. It's not like one of these ones that I've changed my mind on. The poet herself, Carol Rumins, has said she tries to keep close to the spoken diction. I have to be able to say the poems aloud and to feel them in my mouth. So uh, my vibe is that she's treating it like a chocolate truffle. But whatever. It's designed to have a sense of a spoken language. Bit of a mysterious one at first glance. Just want to point out the title, by the way. I absolutely love it. So the word immigrant is so, like, politically loaded. Because we think of the headlines, you know, Daily Mail, the immigrants are coming to steal our jobs, steal our farms, I don't know. Whereas emigre has such, like, a nice French, like, hundred years ago feeling. Oh, yes, darling, I'm an emigre. It means exactly the same thing, but it's far more elegant. And I think it's drawing attention to the fact that a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. I mean, calling someone an immigrant versus an emigre just lends everything this far more elegant air. I really, I like that. I enjoy that a lot. We start with this like really cute opening. It's like a little cliche. It's like a little fairy tale. There once was... And you'd expect it to be like, there once was a princess, or there once was a, you know, a castle far away. But what she's introducing is this country. Because we're using this fairy tale opening. It's like, it's innocent, it's childish, it's magic, it's unreal. With the ellipsis, it's unfinished. It's like she's unwilling to continue with this beautiful description, or she's unable to, because it's interrupted by the other half of the line. I left it as a child, but my memory of it is sunlight clear. Well, obviously, this is pathetic fallacy where the weather creates or reflects an emotion, in this case, happiness. This motif of light and dark comes up the whole way through the poem. We've got this like optimism, the sunlight clear, everything is beautiful. I can see the real thing. But then the November is capitalised. What? Ever happened in November is a notable occasion. So, for example, I mentioned the last episode I used to live in China. So, 1st of October is the anniversary of the revolution. So, you get like a week off. So, if someone said October 1st to me, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Revolution Day. It's not what it's called, but like it, in English we'd say anniversary of the revolution. So November, and it's that November. It's a precise date. I mean, I read somewhere online that it's actually an allusion to Moby Dick. Miserable people living their like whole lives searching for the whale. And they said, wherever, it is a damp, drizzly November in my soul. This idea of like searching for something that can't be there. Or it could play into the pathetic fallacy again, because November, the month where things are starting to get colder and starting to get darker, comes to the milder city. Is it like things, that November is when things start Start to get worse and this beautiful mild sunny city gets under the grit of some kind of evil dictator it's kind of ironic because in her mind it's always going to be the summer but in real life well like the real life of the city it's november it's winter it's bad we've got the asides again 
which I am told. The difference between her personal experience and what the speakers heard. The worst news is that distinct contrast between the sunlight clear, everything nice, and it's literally the worst. Paperweight is actually quite cool because um the bright field paperweight, it could be a metaphor for the idea is for the idea of the city as being like a shiny thing, a souvenir, something that you treasure, a reminder of your memories, a reminder of your experience. But I've heard another way as well. Paperweights are transparent, but they're also very heavy. You can see through into your memories, but as well as being beautiful, they're a burden to carry. The city may be at war, it may be sick with tyrants. The idea of tyranny, of um, like dictatorial tendencies for oppressive governments being like a virus. But it's sick, it's not dying. It can recover, it's personified again. The may as well. So it may be at war, it may be sick with tyrants, but it could even be like, but I remember how beautiful it is. Or, but I don't actually know what's going on, I'm hearing it third hand. The branded thing. Branding hurts. It's a scar. You're marked for life. Cattle are branded. And this idea that, like, a prisoner number or something. I'm thinking of the bit in Mad Max, uh, Thunder Road. No, that's Bruce Springsteen's song. Fury Road, where he is branded. He's marked as being different. She's scarred being branded by the sunlight is not necessarily a good thing you'll be with her forever it might hurt it does hurt silent sunlight is repeated it's the main thing she wants to take away from this memory to give to us is the idea of sunlight bright light and dark light and dark the white streets of that city white think of innocence purity graceful slopes glow oh it's glowing then the alliteration time rolls its tanks urgency personification and you can't stop a tank they are massive time is destroying it is time destroying the city is time destroying her memory the frontiers rise up between us close like waves or close like waves waves are flowing they're unpredictable but they are also overwhelming just like the tank we can't get through it it's it's inevitable she's got this child's vocabulary she didn't learn the proper language of where she was from but her experiences weren't enough to describe what really happened the hollow doll think those matryoshka russian dolls with the language she had she couldn't fill up the dolls she couldn't explain her experiences she couldn't explore them but as she's got older someone's opened the doll and it turns out actually she has a lot to share a whole dictionary a whole grammar has spilled out and soon She'll be able to recover every tiny little bit of her experience. Is it every tiny little bit of being able to express it? Is it every tiny little bit of what happened? But it's precious. The coloured molecules, it gives us an impression of something like like a little shiny jewel. She's using synesthesia again. I've mentioned this before, I think. It is actually a medical condition, but it's where the senses are mixed up. It 
tastes of sunlight. So is she so overwhelmed by her memories that everything's all like jumbled up? Everything's like, oh, it, it's everything. Everything's all over the place. Is it, is it that the memories have a power and they can force what her senses are doing? Is it all just been muddled up by time? Is it the second she starts to talk about what happened, this lie banned by the state, that all she can think of is the beautiful, joyous place where she'd lived? The state is deliberately vague because we're supposed to make of that what we will. But the idea that despite the labels placed on something, despite an official line, it expresses itself. Being able to express yourself in a joyous way is banned in this situation. Being able to tell the truth as one sees one's own truth is banned. But the truth will set itself free. She can't not share her truth. The anonymous state is somewhat threatening. That's the dark that's coming in. One of the other motifs that comes in, as well as light and dark, is objects. And objects representing stuff. So I have no passport. Um, that's sad. <laughs> but I shouldn't joke. Like, it's like she has no identity. She has no means to travel. The way to think of it, or a nice way to think of it, is the idea that the past is a foreign country. She can't travel back to this moment. And even if she travels back to the city, it won't be the same place. But it comes to me in its own white plane. It's kind of surreal and it's very innocent. The idea of, like, a kid making a paper plane. It's simple. It's happy. It's joyful. Maybe it's a letter. The city itself gets personified again. It lies down in front of me, docile as paper. I comb its hair and love its shining eyes. Could be, it's almost like a pet. Like something she has to care for. Like she has to care for her memory of this place. It could be a child. It could be something that she's, something that's dependent on her. The memory depends on her to keep it alive. The idea of docile, it's open, but it's also vulnerable. The paper's empty. The white plane is empty. There's nothing on it. The city she treats with tenderness. It's like this inner child kind of vibe, like, you know, would you say that to a child? Well, don't say it about yourself. Kind of kind of vibe. The idea that she's... I like the idea that it's like her child self. Her, like, memories are personified. My city takes me dancing through the city of walls. Obviously, it's personification. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my memories are what leads me through what the place is like now. My memory is what guides me through understanding my home city, which is a city of walls. There are barriers everywhere. It's high, it's imposing, it's unwelcoming, you can't get through to it. I mean, the walls thing, an obvious connotation is the Berlin Wall, split down the middle, dividing people purely based on geography. They accuse me of absence. They circle me. Well, who's the they? The us and them thing again that keeps coming up. They. Was it the walls in the city? These barriers that are personified into accusing her. Is it they? Well, is it the state? These like secret underground Stasi type people who are saying you left. We're coming for you. Is it the other people? The people who live in the city are like you left. But then the light and dark again. Being dark in their free city. The free thing seems like a bit ironic since she's just said it's a city of walls, but she 
links it to freedom, the white plane, the sunshine. And now she's the dark one, she's the bad one. But my city, my memory, is protected by me now. I'm keeping it. Like, I'm going to keep this idea safe. The accuse, the repetition of accuse, highlighting this one image of almost like a persecution. It's quite creepy they mutter death well the muttering is secret it's threatening it's unpleasant but i know the sunlight is there i've got evidence of it i can see my shadow what she's ended up as is someone who's the mix between the light and dark imagery someone who can see the sunshine has a shadow coming to terms with the two sides of their identity as a citizen of the new place and a citizen of the old place as I say, I like this quite a lot. I think it's pretty cool. Think a little bit about the structure. Sorry for the scrunching you hear. It is my notebook. Free verse linking back to this conversational, supposed to be led aloud vibe. I've also got a poem that's pretty nicely divided into thirds. One for each stanza. We start with the, like, the positivity. My life is so nice. It's like a paperweight lol. We've got the dilemma. Could my memory be tainted? Am I muddled up? Is it that I don't have the words to say it then and now my words are wrong? I can't return to it, so I'm not sure. And then this sense of like an adult return in the third stanza. It's concerning, it's threatening, it's trying to reconcile the parts of their identity and their past. Relatively uniform in structure, it's relatively well organised. I like to see that as being almost representative of a city that's built up. Because, I mean, cities don't really evolve organically, though some people argue that London has. It's just put out there with its walls, with its blocks. Right, where is the power? Where is the conflict? Conflict is between both sides of her identity. She is telling this lie banned by the state of her memory her city the city as it is now that's the conflict i mean there might be a literal conflict with the guns but we could argue that's just the semantic field of the military power who has the power is the question does she have the power does the memory have the power does the place have the power does the state have the power i see it as almost like her personal growth and reclaiming her own power but you might not you might not i don't know it's up to you <laughs> bit of a question at the end friends and partners well war photographer war photographer the idea of being outside looking in kamikaze growing and removing oneself from the moment of conflict. London, because it's a city poem, we can talk about the light and dark in London. And I'll give you a clue, there's basically no light. It's just dark, everything's awful, there are harl there are harlots everywhere according to Blake. So that one actually works quite nicely. There'd be the obvious pairs that I would do. Um, exposure is a little bit too grim and grey. I would say Light Brigade would work quite well, but Light Brigade is my go-to, like, 
put everything with it it all just works with that remains in terms of memory would be a lovely lovely pair i think that'd be the one i'd go for actually i think i'd go for that one coming up further on in the series i shall hopefully be returning to you with eden rock by charles causley moving on after that and i am honestly dreading it moving on after that hopefully to the poem that shall not be named the evil lord voldemort poems which is tissue and i am psyching myself up to that bad boy plug my pluggables str8 talk english on twitter i put a lot of jokes up and straighttalkingenglish.wordpress.com i sometimes write things you might like to read them i hope you do i'm going to be working on expanding my my backlog on there to try and get some more articles up thank you very very much i hope you enjoy the light and dark inside your own city take it dancing why the heck not and i will speak to you soon